Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Friday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always. Ah, my good pals, Martin Weiss. And a very, I imagine, down in the dumps, Dave Damashek. Check, let's just talk about it. I have a lot to discuss here promoting. We have a lot going on. But how do I how do I go through promoting the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl and the shop, extrapoints.com, and our and all, all our, uh, our free-to-play games? We have to jump right into the 36-28 loss. Your Steelers. Season might be over. Let's hear your thoughts. Might be. Uh-oh. Well, I, I mean, I'm really, I'm not, uh, I'm not devastated. I'm, I'm kind of bemused by it. That was Shakespearean that, uh, that three plus hours up in one of the two twin cities. I feel like, I mean, the entire season kind of played out wow. um, over the course of, uh, of two halves there. Um, you know, I mean, a team could hardly look worse, you know, this side of the Jacksonville Jaguars teamed up with the Houston Texans than the Steelers did in the first half and then they rallied and I I really do think I don't want to be prisoner of the moment and get caught up in Chase Claypool whether or not he should have or shouldn't be celebrating obviously the answer is he shouldn't be but right, of course there's no whether or not yeah right just, right right that was ridiculous I just I I'm you know Pollyanna or otherwise I I just listen we saw a lion in winter last night I th- I mean I thought <laughs> that was something getting the shit kicked out of them for 45, you know, 45 minutes of football action getting, I mean, not, not getting knocked down. I mean, getting drilled over and over again. And, um, you know, to to rise up the way he did again, number seven, what a performance there. I, you know, I, I really am, um, in my feelings as, as, um, as they say, I feel like you ever see six degrees of separation, the play, or no. read the script or no. there's a movie about what Wisa has a great speech about like, I'm not going to let you turn him into an anecdote. You know, he's not a series of anecdotes. This is 18 years. And for him to go out like this, I maybe I'm borderline genuflecting, but what a dynamite performance by oh, number man. seven. What a, what a dime dime. You didn't see. I did see. I saw what we saw most of the year that this guy is just dead for two and a half quarters and really? I don't know maybe bring him in and maybe make him a relief quarterback like does he know it's the fourth quarter at the end of the third to get going like Kerry Wood Dennis Eckersley John Smoltz they had nice careers after being starters as a could he be a closer or does he need that much time <laughs> to warm up I mean he's throwing 50-50 balls which are literally 50-50 balls like there are three where your receiver made a dynamite catch but it also could have been an interception depending on how the referee calls it I don't know, man. I think, uh, yeah, sure, great to come back like that. But he, they were out of that game. Uh, you, you could say he's not the biggest problem, and maybe he's not. But they were down twenty nine nothing. You don't. Nobody comes back from that. I mean, I they mean, gave up how many? I, yeah, I mean, on, on the ground, how I, just defensively. I mean, all the platitudes that you just did about Ben Roethlisberger. What happened to this Pittsburgh defense? Dalvin Cook, I thought he was hurt. I couldn't tell. That was amazing. 205 yards, came out like a champ, just ran all over him. I mean, that's when a team's running over you like that, it's a special kind of loss. 36-28, Minnesota covers the three and a half. It goes a good deal over the total. I won last night, by the way. I did pick that on uh, Thursday Night Football, the pregame show. 
I don't know what it is with Ben. I guess it's great if you see that that's good. And uh, by the way, Claypool, we can't say enough of this. He makes a catch with 37 seconds left. There's no timeouts. He does the pose and Ben can't spike it until 24 seconds left on the clock. And and I just think Tomlin hates this team. Then they're celebrating in the end zone uh, uh, down 29-7. wasn't even like a pick six. Like it was a cousin's turnover. And then they uh, they run the other way. Like, do you think Tomlin might just want out anyway from this team, this year's team? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, obviously the, the you know, the, the damning thing that is – just virtually impossible to work around is the, at the line of scrimmage. I mean, you can't, yeah. as Marty says, the entire premise of this, and people have kind of moved the goalposts over the course of the last three months or so, as I have consistently said for, for 10 months now, or whenever the, you know, three minutes after the, um, the game in Heinz field against the Browns in January ended, I've been saying, you know, if Roethlisberger comes back, there, the model is the 2015 Denver Broncos. Is Roethlisberger better than 2015 Peyton Manning? It's not even close. He's significantly better. The football gods have seen fit to, to undo the defense by injury. But whether you point at that and make excuses otherwise or otherwise, the fact of the matter is the notion is that this defense should dominate and the offense needs to scratch out enough points, ball control, running the ball and all of that. To, to make a playoff push and they, I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook, I, I'm slow afoot, but Cousin Sal, you li- literally would have run for, I, I you know, I would have gone for maybe 70, 80. You, would, you literally, Cousin Sal, Thank would have you. run for 100 yards. Well, if, if that would have been you instead of Dalvin Cook, that would have been, what are you supposed to do? I thought it was a, a monumental comeback. I thought, I, it's funny that you see it that way, that we could look at the same thing and come away with two different takeaways. I mean, he was dropping downfield dimes up the sidelines, throwing. Um, I thought uh, there were great catches more than great. And like he, he's getting a, a lot of credit for that last pass, too, which uh, let's not forget. He threw it in triple coverage. He threw it exactly where he had to, but it was still in triple coverage, which means there might have been a better option there. And of, of course, it was going to get broken up, maybe. Not uh, the way he was by Harrison Smith, but uh, dangerous. Yeah, I, he played great in the in the second half, but they, they were out of it. I don't want to blame him because it just does seem, Martin, I don't know if you agree, but if T.J. Watt's not on this field, they're not a playoff team. If they're not, if he's not on the field for 80% of the defensive I'll put snap. it like, if, 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 uh, what's his name? If Mike Zimmer just watched Thursday Night Football yeah. instead of, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Sunday night football or Monday night football, whatever the hell the Bills played the Patriots. Monday. If he just watched the Patriots, then he would have known all you got to do is continue to give the ball to the guy who's getting six yards a pop. Don't mm. have Kirk Cousins throw the ball at all. And this, 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 this Pittsburgh comeback never happens. Kirk Cousins let them back in this game. And then in the play call, they couldn't stop him on the ground. I'll tell you I, what. I was, yeah, I, that, that, I, I didn't understand why they just didn't keep pounding, I, especially after the last game we watched. That's how they won it. They just kept running and running and running. And Justin Jefferson looked like he was going to have an all-time game, right? It was Dalvin Cook. But he was like once – he never looked more to me like Randy Moss than he did last night, right? Just those big receiver, those long strides. And he just seemed off the fingertips a couple times. Otherwise, it could have been like 45 nothing, maybe at half. Um, It's weird, this Vikings team. They're plus 192 now to make the playoffs, and I think they're so much better than Atlanta or Carolina or whoever's going to get that seventh seed. But uh, are you biting on that, Martin or Sheck? They play the Bears twice, then they're at Green Bay and versus the Rams. 
and they're still six and seven. That, this I'm is definitely be not, tough I'm them. not biting on the Vikings, but no. I, just quickly, like watching Justin Jefferson drop two touchdowns essentially in the first half, and then watching that game end up being a total of 64 had to be brutal if you had bet the under. Like if you bet the under, you're feeling you had to feel great in the first half. Just the only thing is, man, hopefully Pittsburgh. I mean, hopefully Minnesota doesn't cover this by themselves. Yeah. But anyway, but no, Minnesota is not a playoff team. And the the reason is like Dalvin Cook's hurt and Kirk Cousins. It's too much. It's too much for him. Shaq on the other side of it, the Steelers plus six ninety to make the playoffs. Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. I figure they'll be favored in those home games, but then an underdog. Here's the weird thing about it. You might say it's over or whatever, but man, if they had beaten the Lions, they're seven and six, and there's still a chance at nine and eight they make it. And especially if they have head to head over like the Browns and the Ravens, you have any hope for this team that's now seven to one almost to make the playoffs? Well, uh, that's exactly right. The Lions' tie is mm. probably a, a, a killer there. I had it just right to that point of the season. If they had won that game rather than tied it. They're pretty much where you thought they'd be, you know, and we can play the, they maybe could have lost the Ravens game. They maybe could have won the Raiders game early in the season. They could have maybe pulled out the Chargers, maybe the Vikings game. They're essentially where you thought they'd be. The the, the disappointment is, like we say, or, you know, the, like I say at least, is that the defense needed to dominate this season. It needed to carry the team, whether or not that's a wise um, philosophy in 2021 in, you know, a quarterback league we can debate. But, um, you know, it, it really is the failure of, of the 2021 Steelers that to me is is it's sort of like saying Golden State didn't win because they just weren't making enough three balls. The strength of the team has not been the strength of the team consistently, and that's been their undoing. And it's what, what's weird about it is you say T.J. Watt, if he's not on the field, they're not a playoff team. When they rallied was when T.J. Watt sat down. I mean, it really is bizarre stuff. Um, it's hard to make sense of. I think a lot's being made of Chase Claypool. And like I, I say over and over again, if Coach K – and Derek Jeter can get year-long farewell tours. I feel like we're missing out on on uh, celebrating Roethlisberger rising up in these big spots <laughs> here. I, I I celebrate it. I sincerely <laughs> do, and that's what I point to for for all the down in the dumb Steelers fans. Like Dave, why are we going, Dave? What's up? I can't believe the defense and fire Tomlin, and they got to fire the defensive coordinator and Chase Claypool's a bomb who they got to kick to the curb and everything else. In the meantime, 18 years, almost half my life of being a sports fan. That's been my quarterback, and he's going out. He's going out with. Uh, I was hoping for his sake that he didn't come out for the second half. I mean, he so, he looked so pissed off. He uh, really was like, right? He was like, "What do you?" He had really had that. Yeah. I couldn't read lips, but he was like, "What the fuck do you want me to do?" Right? Who was it? Uh, Kendricks that got through uh, unblocked. It was just, um, and there were a bunch like that. So sure, he, he gritted it out for sure and had a. A really good second half, but they they went back. Yeah, I, I just I, I back back to it. Like you say, it's all about the defense. I just think the personnel isn't isn't Steeler esque. It really Mike Tomlin's got to be pissed. Not just the Claypool thing. Like just there's a lot of characters on this team that are not not of the Steelers brand. I'm not even saying of the 70s or 80s, even of like last year. You know that kept them in the playoff run, even though they were fell apart at 11 and 0. Right. Well, I mean, listen, uh, yeah, again, everybody has injuries, so what are you going to do? But uh, Stefan Tuitt 
no showing the entire season has been a major issue. Devin Bush mm. not living up to expectation has been a big issue. Um, you know, uh, Joe Hayden hasn't played in a month now. Um, yeah. You know, I I, I just um, I think that what that there there was a razor thin opportunity for them, a puncher's chance to to make a playoff run this year. You know, it. it um, the the injuries and the close games and otherwise just haven't come through there. And I'll tell you, I got to give credit to Hoosh. Um, Lemon Pepper Parlay said it, what, two months ago at least, Marty, that the issue with the Steelers, to your point, Sal, is mm. that they – that Chase Claypool, and there's much will be made of Chase Claypool over the coming days and offseason and everything else and, you know, preceded by Antonio Brown and Juju Smith dancing on logos and all that kind of stuff and Steeler way and all those platitudes and everything else – you know, they they just don't have the heavy dudes at the line of scrimmage. And part of that is Stefan yep. Tuitt and Tyson Alu mm. Alu getting hurt and you know, them They're understanding going around in. a little bit. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's yeah. as simple as that. You just mean those gaping holes running like crazy to watch in the first half. But Martin, you know, they rallied oh, and it was fun. Oh, I, 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 that's my takeaway is the journey has been intriguing as it always is. Nobody only one team's gonna win the Super Bowl. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers of 2021 were supposed to be a lot worse than this, according to many of the experts. They got us to near Christmas time. The journey has been intriguing. Right, this I is, it. It this is a eulogy. This is a eulogy. So if they win next Probably. week, they can't. Nah, I really feel like this is it. This is the. It's hard to come back from this check. I mean, just, just get <laughs> yeah, beat the Titans, and then we'll see where things stand. It's un. Oh, it's God. highly unlikely Who was- that the Steelers can scratch their way into the playoffs at this point. The hole is now too yeah. deep and but you know what I if think, you think again, it's 10 wins if it's 10 wins it's really tough if you get oh, well, nine, and, run eight, the table, nine right. and eight or nine seven what would it be now nine right. seven if they were to win gosh. right if they were to go three and one right. down the stretch here but they're, listen they're tennessee at that's home, not happening at kc cleveland at baltimore. baltimore i think the best thing to i mean listen it'd be great if they would be tennessee and then let's go to arrowhead and see what happens but right. at minimum Ben Roethlisberger playing the way he is for him to go out uh, on his shield and maybe taking down the Brannies and or the Ravens would be satisfying stuff for, for this Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Martin, what, um, who was Chase Claypool mad at? Did you see that? So they finally spike it with 24 seconds. He's throwing a fit. It didn't seem like he was angry with himself. What, what could that possibly have been about? So I think I had to watch this again this morning. I think that the offensive, so he he goes and tries to put the ball down and an offensive lineman actually kicks the ball on accident and is the ball then has to, so then he has to run. But you're yeah. not supposed to do that. Anybody who watches the, the Tony Rono broadcast knows the receiver's supposed to run, hand the ball to the referee, get the ball to the official, let well, them spot the ball. You don't yeah. spot the ball. Don't pose in the middle of it, right? That's that's. Yeah, one. that's uh, they they would have had one more play. They definitely would have had one more. I don't know if they have two, but it, it, Shaq, don't even think about it because you'll drive yourself no. nuts trying to figure it out. I um, think they would have had two more plays, at least because, I mean, especially after if, if that, I mean, it's obviously so hindsight Sunday 20, but if Johnson's is able to get out of bounds, if the next play runs exactly the same way and Johnson's able to get out of bounds, they would have had like 12 seconds. Yeah. But Oh, that other play with the, the missed tackles or guys that just didn't want to tackle and he gets out of bounds. I forgot about that. That was something, too. Yeah. And honestly, what people are talking about is only two seconds left. I feel like if Claypool had ran up and blocked, uh, I don't remember who the defensive player was. There was only one person in between right. Johnson and the end zone. Yeah. 
you I think he might have scored on that play. But while I was watching that game, watching the Steelers get pushed around, I just thought back to when we were interviewing Todd Halen. You said he was surprised that Ben Roethlisberger didn't retire with Pouncey. Babyface, what is this you're saying? What is this? It's a lot going on in the chat. Well, Martin might have a point. I mean, at first, a lot of people thought it was Trey Turner that knocked out the ball, but it was uh, from a different angle, Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks. Yeah. yeah, and that could have that could have been, you know, a penalty. Oh, that's no, what he was uh, mad at. Really? Yeah. I got to look at that again. I thought it was the lineman like, hey, give me this. Well, you're screwing around here. Let me take care of this. But it really No, he down def- Trey Turner definitely tried to do that, yeah. but Eric Kendricks from the Vikes did in fact knock the ball oh, away. Oh, that from was him stupid. They, I guess the they could if that's true, they could have called that penalty. And another dumb penalty was the third and eighteen. It was like a three yard pass and then the the taunting. Like, yeah, there were a lot of dumb plays. But guys aren't playing their, their smartest on the I'm so, I, I really I mean not the not the nitpick the you know the one element of uh, of the game, but I mean I'm surprised that your takeaway is that Roethlisberger wasn't throwing uh deep ball dimes there. I mean, they, yeah, I'm just saying this, ga- this game is over a lot earlier. If a few of those balls where you had no idea who came down right. with the ball, right? Like it was really, I don't know. I thought they were great catches. Um, they, uh, oh, they definitely were, but you know, I mean, the, the, of course that's the nature of, of throwing the ball up the sideline 40 yards downfield and expecting your high yeah. end pass catcher to make a play on it. That's the beauty of the deep ball for the most part is as, unless you're right. inept at throwing it. I mean, whether it's Joe Flacco or otherwise, you know, two of three results are positive. Either you, you make the catcher, you get the PI, and mm. rarely does it get picked if you have an effective pass catcher who knows how to knock the ball away from the defender. I mean, that's, oh. you know. I'm anyway, glad I, they made a game of it. I'm glad. Boy, that would have been, Martin, how bad a beat would that have been if you had Minnesota minus three and a half? <laughs> I was thinking and about that. Fr- Frymuth hauls that in, and then they missed the two-point convert. Like, that would have been just disastrous. But. Absolutely brutal. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we have uh, about four or five games uh, we should go over. Hey, before we hit the rest of the slate here, I should mention it's these guys right here. It's me. It's Martin. It's Shaq. We're going to do the extra points power hour Sunday, 3.30 to 4.30 Eastern time. Now, that, that's just what we're going to call it because I asked people for a name and no one came up with anything. So I just two minutes ago, I scratched out extra points power hour. But anyway, that's essentially the fourth quarter of the early games. I think there's seven or eight. There's eight uh, this week. Uh, We're going to take $1,000 each and bet that hour and see who comes on top. It's a little bit of a game show, a little bit of a you can watch along with us from 3.30 to 4.30 Eastern. We're going to do this. uh, What are we going to do this, babyface? We're going to do it on Twitch. We're going to do it on YouTube. We're going to do it on Twitter. It's going to be fun. We'll be at each other's throats. Hopefully, Martin won't be um, three minutes behind on uh, whatever, (laughs) however he gets his football viewing because I know. Um, But anyway, we will uh, check it out. It's going to be fun. Extra points. Power hour. Power hour is fine if that's what you want to call it, but I already told you. What is it? Dread zone is great because it's, uh, you know, you're hanging on the edge of your seat or since there's a lot of loot involved, bread zone. The bread zone? All right. Yeah, bread zone. Extra points, bread zone. Extra points, dread zone. All right, we'll work on the title. All right, power hour is fine. I don't know. It just what goes better with power hour. Uh, I'm getting drunk. That's for sure. Thousand dollars each. We're going to bet. So basically, you know, you'll have like, I don't know, uh, Cowboys over Washington football team. Let's say they're down seven and Martin's like, uh, you know what? I like the Cowboys at plus 160. I'm putting 500 on it. And poor Mikey Meatballs has to keep track of this mess. But anyway, we're going to do it Sunday from 3.30 to 4.30. The Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. 
December 18th, Saturday. Oh, we got a nice suite sponsored by Stiefel, LABowlGame.com. Tickets start at $32. Hit it up there, LABowlGame.com. Oregon State, seven and a half point favorite, 66 and a half over under against Utah State. That's, uh, that is um, TJ's alma mater. That's going to be fun. Oregon's, we're going to see a lot of points. Let's just bet room for points, points, points. Go to extrapoints.com slash arcade. Lots of free-to-play games, including a prop quiz surrounding the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel is going to sign an item. That's going to be the prize. And shop.extrapoints.com, the last day you could take advantage of that. 20% goes to uh, No Kid Hungry. We have uh, extra points. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, all kinds of stuff. Shaq Martin, I don't have a great feeling about this Cowboys game and even less of a, a, a promising uh, outlook after Mike McCarthy says we're going to win this week <laughs> against the Washington football team who's kind of full of crap, but we know how that goes. Some of these full of crap teams like the Ravens win like six straight weeks and, uh, and we're all scratching our heads and I kind of feel like Washington, maybe Dallas gets revenge when they play him in a couple weeks in Big D. But four points, four and a half now on FanDuel is too much, and I am taking the Washington football team plus the points here. Shaq, what do you say? I'm going against you. I'm going with uh, Dak Prescott and company. I think the fever breaks here, the Dallas Cowboys, even though at the time of this recording, both running backs are in question, their availability, no matter. I think uh, Dak catches fire in this one. I think – it took him a minute. It will it, it will look back and say, okay, Amari Cooper still was returning from COVID and CD. And now they got the pass catchers ready to roll here. I think they take care of business in our nation's capital. McCarthy ran his mouth <clears throat> and he's 0-4 against Ron Rivera. I don't know if that's career or 0 for his last four. I think he's 0-4 just career-wise. A, lot, a couple of those games happened years ago, many years ago, oh. but – I don't know, Martin. The football team Did five you... and one against a team with a winning record against the spread, four and zero against the spread in the last four overall, and their last four on grass. Anyway, you look at it, the trends are pointing to uh, Washington football team, and and so is Martin Weiss pointing right towards the Washington football team. I I spotted this one out two weeks ago and still mm-hmm. like it. I like this fo- the football team for whatever reason. They like Taylor Heineke is not a good quarterback, but he's got that Ryan Fitzpatrick in him where it's like kind of, I don't know what it's called. Like, I don't know. It's a little bit of fuck it. Like he's just going to run around. He can make a play, but it's like, I don't know. He knows he's at the end of the day, this is not going to last forever. This candle's going out. So he's just like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And I think the good time sticks through this period right now. Like, I don't know, Dave, how you can say that, like the, the running backs don't matter for the Dallas Cowboys. Like I don't, I see Skip Bayless every day say how much better the Cowboys are when they run the ball more than they pass the ball. It's like, what do you mean you see him stat. every day? That's not a real person. Is it? That's a real person. <laughs> you see him every day. No. One, I couldn't give but. less of a shit though about what Skip Bayless <laughs> thinks about anything. One and two. Well, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying they he's don't the matter. Person that says the stat all the time that the Cowboys are so whenever they whenever they run the ball more than one of those guys ball, is going to need to constantly hear. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm going to need Pollard or Z. Absolutely or, hear you, but but to your earlier point, Washington has been you know uh, Washington is fine. Ron Rivera has uh, obviously a knack for rallying um, his teams. Uh, you know, one of the better coaches in, in the game. 
I don't love him. Okay, Mike McCarthy said that we're going to win the game. This is this is fun stuff that we like in movies and everything else, but shame the devil. We have to get histrionic. How dare Mike McCarthy say something to rally? I don't care about that, all that. If he really wants but the Mike, best shot, he, he just steps away for a week again. Uh, <laughs> I hear you on that. Honestly. But Rivera then, like, this is a mistake. This is, yeah. you know what this is? This is one of, we always hear about the, I love rivalries. They're one of the very best things in pro in all of sports mm. this is a rivalry washington and dallas hooking up here i like the i like the trash talk is you know borderline trash talk between the two head coaches sure. and ultimately we're into mid-december now the better team it's time for the better teams to start consistently winning out uh and i i think the dallas cowboys are are all right i like it better. i hope especially right. without montez sweat i mean and logan I, thomas just, out for the year you just yep. you can't just keep losing guys and be like yeah but ron rivera you know yeah. it's a, it, you know the cowboys are getting right as aside from it running back i'm rolling with them all right let's move on so Shaq and i uh disagree martin also likes washington i hope Shaq is right let's go buffalo tampa bay this is like the marquee matchup here Tampa Bay, is this still three and 53 and a half? half? Three and a half now. Uh, All right. Wow. Everyone's on, uh, yeah, three and a half, 53 and a half. Everyone's on the Bucs because, I don't know, Bill's short week. There's not a lot to love about the Bill's performance Monday night, but I think you got to kind of throw that out. I I like the total more than the side here. Of course, the Bucs can come out and beat up on teams, but I think it's like a 31-28 type game, like a real slugfest. You're not going to see... The Bucks hand off every time uh, except three. I mean, you got Tom Brady, who, what was his first drive last week at 13 passes? Well, like 11 for 13 his first drive. So it's going to be a different type of game. Probably not going to be one in the trenches. A lot more wide open for Josh Allen. Their back's against the wall. They're seventh now. Um, I like Buffalo. You know, Brady is a small favorite. This was interesting. Two and nine against the spread as a small favor. But anyway, I'm not leaning on that. I'm leaning on the over 6 and 0 games have gone over in the last 6 games where the Bills are underdogs. I'm going to say 31-28. Sheck, what do you think? I'm going with the Bills here, uh outright winner here, spoiler alert, pump of the week plus 158. Can oh. you give me can you give me a little leeway on this one? I'll give it to you. Yeah, no, that was plus 150 or, or above. That's what we Oh, saying. I thought it was 160. Okay, no, I'm sorry. It was 160. I, you know, I'm seeing plus 146, so you may have to monitor it like, um, like an air traffic control. I'll give okay. it to you, though. I'll give it. There's not too many. I'll give, there I'll really give aren't. You. There aren't a ton to choose from here. Yeah, we we. This is one of the games that we uh, we jumped in on as well on minus three with uh, with Hench on Thursday. A good episode there to go back and listen to as we chopped up all the games there for a double down on uh, week 14. But yeah, this is you, you know that this is where Brady. Um, is is starting to get it right here December getting uh, on the cusp of the playoffs and all that but I do think it matters it's weird that it does matter to professional football players but I do think when you challenge the team and they fail one week all the talk coming out of the Monday night game was boy you guys got embarrassed there boy they really Mm. trucked you those Patriots there I think there's a certain dignity for the defense to to at minimum stuff the run. I'm with you about shootout. I think that it's a high scoring game, and um, I think liberated from the the wind of Western New York, replaced by uh, the Tampa St. Pete's temperate weather. I think Josh <laughs> Allen has a big day, and uh, and, and they win a tight one. The Bills. How, how funny would it be if Tampa just handed off the whole game? <laughs> just like yeah. <laughs> 
Now we, everybody now knows how to beat the Bills. Sean McDermott, like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't think that'll be the case, Martin. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Bucks. Hmm. Uh, I don't think the Bills. See, the Bills can't run the ball. Like right. they can't run the ball with the consistency that they need to. And they're 0 and 4 when they can't. Like when they're 0 and 4 when they rush under 100 yards. So I think that they'll. Well, I don't think they'll be able to eclipse that against the Buccaneers' run defense. Now, I would be more concerned because the Buccaneers are starting or like, like they pining for Richard Sherman to play, which is a concerning statement in general in 2021 to mm-hmm. be for that to be, as Dave would say, like a, a, a Jenga piece to the defense. Right. That, that's concerning. Um, but I think the Bucs are going to be able to keep Josh Allen in the pocket. That's on the defensive line, push him around a little bit mm-hmm. like that offensive line for Buffalo is not great. And I think that's what it's going to be. If you have Josh Allen be a pocket passer. And he has to. You're telling me he's got to outgun Tom Brady, and it's, it's only a field goal. Yeah, I think that the bucket. I, I don't even necessarily think it'll be that close. I think it'll be like a 30, 35 to like twenty five or thirty five twenty four right, type game. Like, I see like a yeah yeah. I definitely I like over for sure, but I see it being like a two possession game. Uh, Ravens Browns. This started the week. The Ravens were a point favorite. At Cleveland, Cleveland now two and a half point favorite. Forty-two and a half is the over/under. Another physical, tough AFC North matchup. It's not fair, Shaq. You should have maybe three teams from this division in the playoffs. It's just, it's crazy. These games they have to play each week. I'm going Ravens. I think they wake up. I don't know what happened last week. I think this line. I think they would have been favored had. Andrews caught that ball last week. I think it swings a little bit, and now everyone's so down on them, but they're 8-2 and two against the number in their last 10 as a road underdog. And on the other hand, Cleveland 2-6 and six against the spread in their last eight as home favorites. And, Shaq, you said from here on in we'll go with the better team as, as a decent strategy to start off. Uh, I'm going to go, except for that Cowboys situation, I'm going to go with the better quarterback here. I just don't think Baker rises to the occasion here, and I think Lamar shows off. Lot to prove for Baltimore. I think you're going Cleveland, though, right? I am. You're going reductionist with that approach of best team. You went to the most important position on the right. team. Obviously, Lamar Jackson versus his draft class mm-hmm. pal. Bake is uh, significantly superior there. The pass catchers on Baltimore are significantly better as well, which is an ironic thing to think um, where they were, you know, a year or two ago. Um but I like the Browns overall here, backs to the wall, all that stuff coming off uh, a two-week rest up. Maybe that helps Baker one way or the other, even if Baker, is, I think we all agree, isn't at this point even a mediocre quarterback. We can blame the injury or otherwise, but I do, I, I do like that roster. It's the best in the AFC, um, and I think they have a chance to get hot here with a victory over the Ravens, and you say – I don't know what happened last week to the Ravens. It's been the last month at least. I mean, it's been the whole season. We keep talking about it. Cardiac kid wins are fun to follow along, makes the journey of pro football season enjoyable, but it doesn't end in a Super Bowl victory. That It's just not a sustainable thing to do week in and week out. The Browns are going to get him here. They're too closely paired here. And like I say, one more thing, the Browns had to come out of that game in Charm City, a couple of Sunday nights, feeling confident. They have to understand. They, they had to come walk away like, man, we we yeah. we we were we were better than them, right? Everybody, the ball doesn't fly yeah. out of Baker's hand there before the end of the first half. 
we probably win that game. So I, I like the Browns to get right. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it actually has been four weeks that they've scored 20 points or fewer or under 20 points to the Ravens for sure. It has, it's been like a month slide, but I think they go back to there. I don't know. Maybe Martin, the, the Browns first half, maybe that's the bet. Cause we know the Ravens will be there in the end as they magically appear. I, I don't know. I'll tell you what, ever since watching the Miami Dolphins just zero blitz Lamar Jackson incessantly on that Thursday night game, I this the 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 shine is off of the diamond. This team, this Ravens team is not good. Sal, I agree. This is a great time to try to pick the better teams. The Browns are the better team than the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Like just I think defensively. And and we you talk about the Browns, uh the Ravens would have stayed favorite if Andrews had caught it. Well, they went for two because they lost their starting cornerback, and they weren't going to be able to That's stop. That's right. Humphreys. The out. aforementioned yep. pissed, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, which we saw for three quarters last night. Offense was, you know, not great. Uh, the Browns should be able to do whatever they want against the Ravens defense, after, especially after a week off. If you think about it, the Ravens played a tough game versus Cleveland, then a mm-hmm. tough game versus Pittsburgh, tough game versus Pittsburgh, and then we saw, like, we're going to see, like, Cleveland had the same tough game versus Baltimore, but a week off. The right. Running back should be back healthy. Offensive line should be healthy. Peoples-Jones should be good to go. And I feel like Cleveland now, they, Odell, everybody hurts. All the stink is out of the room. Let's focus on this. Baker Mayfield's not a franchise quarterback, but he should be able to get this one done. All right. Well, either way, Fandle's making this game, this particular game, worthwhile. This week, 14 matchup, Browns and Ravens. FanDuel making it even bigger. 30 to 1 odds are offering on either team to win. Wow, basically a coin flip game. They're giving you 30 to 1 odds. You get 150 bucks on a $5 bet. You could do same game parlays, money spread, touchdown score. You could do prop bets. Lamar Jackson over passing yards. Nick Chubb, anytime touchdowns. Uh, maybe, I don't know, what do you like, Miles Garrett to over one and a half sacks? You like that, Martin? Something like that. I maybe- actually... I- you do like I it? do like that. Lamar Jackson sacked 16 times in the last four games. Crazy. I like Steelers Lamar Jackson sacks. Great. That's not bad. Uh, 150 bucks on a $5 bet. Number one rated sports book app in America. That's FanDuel. Easy to use, safe and secure. And when you win, you get paid in as little as two hours. And if you're already a FanDuel sportsbook user, FanDuel's hooking all customers up with 150 bucks. Sorry, with $50. All right, I'll make up the 150. I'll do 100. Uh, when you refer a friend, please. Do it, and your friend will get $50 as well. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Sign up with promo code Extra Points before this Sunday afternoon matchup. You can win $150 on a $5 bet. Extra Points is the promo code. Put that in so they know we sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, let's get through a few of these quickly. Raiders, nine and a half at Chiefs. Has that changed? That is still, that's a, that's a fun one, I think. I think this is going to be closer than a lot of people do. It's up to 10 and 47 and a half. You say what you will about the Chiefs. They've been bad. They'll back, whatever. They're covering their defense as good as everybody else's. They still have trouble scoring. They scored 22 or fewer in five of the last six games. Of course, the one that they did <laughs> went crazy. They scored 41 against the Raiders. I think Derek Carr is good for a backdoor cover here, Sheck. Plus 10? Why not? Well, I mean, uh, it's funny that the takeaway was from Sunday night last week was that, uh, see, told you the Chiefs are back. They're ready to roll. No one no one could have forecasted that. As long as you blur your eyes and just look at the record, people uh, will say, I told you so, everybody, all oh, you, you you dumb cynics who who doubted the mighty Chiefs. This is, this is weird what they're doing. It's 
nearly inexplicable. Moving Chris Jones around is not reason mm-hmm. enough for the Chiefs to suddenly um, to, to have flipped this switch defensively here. The bigger issue is the offense. Keep in mind, as we said, I mean, the Chiefs don't cover at all, uh, almost ever, let alone big point totals like this one. And they wouldn't have covered against the Broncos last week were it not for that Sorensen touchdown. Right. Um, that was the margin of uh, of getting into double-digit win there. Made me sick. I, I mean, I, <laughs> it, it should make you sick. Um, I'm going to – ah man, I'm going with the Chiefs here, though. All that said, double-digit. <laughs> so I'm going to – it doesn't well, make any sense what the Chiefs are. The, the defense doesn't make sense, but it, it, it's also hard to fathom. I don't know that the Raiders have the pieces. Beyond, I mean, obviously, we like their pass rush, but you saw what happened the first time these teams. I'm trying to put, figure out things that make some sense in 2021, and I think consistency in matchups between division foes is something I'm trying to ride here now in the short term. The Chiefs whipped them once. Now they get him an arrowhead, they'll whip him again. That's what I'm riding. Well, here's the thing, Martin. Do the Raiders pack it? Keep We keep thinking, no, the Raiders just going to pack it in. This team, is they have no soul left with what happened with their coaching and and, uh, and rugs and, and everything that goes on with this team. It's uh, it's just week to week. And then they show up against Dallas. Like, oh, they're back. And then they lose a lot, you know, that – I don't know. Is this the week? Do you want it? You, you, you want to be standing by for when they really, really pack it in for certain? I don't think this is the week. You taking the 10 points or laying? I would take the 10 points. I just don't think the Chiefs are good enough offensively to cover a two possession spread. If Dan, like, think about how Daniel Sorensen, Daniel, first four weeks of the season, everybody was talking about how Daniel Sorensen was like taking money for the other side. Bad, cut him, had a position every play. Yep, all that. Exactly. Stuff. Like if you, you know, week five they put him on the bench, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, that's the answer." Chris Jones plays tackle, and Daniel Sorensen doesn't play at all. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why the Chiefs covered a big number last week. I don't trust the Raiders at all. I just trust the Chiefs' offense. I don't believe the hype that it's I don't think it's quite back to where people are saying it is. And over the span of Steve Spagnolo's career, the last five weeks seem more of an aberration than uh than yeah. than, than than what you see throughout this through its totality. Like the first five weeks of the season, and then what we saw towards the end of like last postseason, where the Chiefs are having to score 35 points and win at games 35 to 30 against like teams like the Atlanta Falcons in week 14 of last week. That's uh-huh. the Steve Spagnola that New Orleans Saints fans know and love. This Chiefs defense is not going to be playing at this elite level going forward all the time. All right. Marty Weiss hits the nail on the head. Diminishing returns. You want to start doing that the pro level, high end QBs. You want to try to heat them all, all the time. You're going to get smoked eventually doing it that way. I, I, I just don't see who Derek Carr is targeting consistently. Waller is isn't a hundred percent at best, even if he is in this game. Um, but I, I I'm with you, Marty, they're heading into a really rugged path here. And I think that defense is not nearly as good as what it's. I think Jen Piacenti said Moreau is going to have like three or four touchdowns. I don't know. I'll have to check it. You, 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 you did that. She's in, he's in the like, two minute drill. He is in the two minute drill. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, can't that's confirm. There you go. 49ers at Bengals. The 49ers on the road and favored by one and a half, 48 and a half is the over under. I think, I know, Shaq, you're a Bengals, you're a big Bengals backer. They win this, they win the division. I believe you've said that. I think 49ers are a more solid team 
FanDuel does too. Imagine they're laying four and a half. If they were home, they uh, one and a half. They, if they were home, they'd be laying four or four and a half. It's weird. I just think they're more stable, more solid. They blew that lead to Seattle. They had a nine point lead on the road, but I don't know. Twelfth man. I guess Seattle had to have one of those wins. Um, it could have been four in a row for San Francisco had they not. Elijah Mitchell is is key to this. He had 290 yards in the last three weeks. I'm just not. I, I'm not just saying it's the Jets, too, with the Bengals. When I look at these games, everybody has a dumb game. They give up big plays. They really do. The Bengals, uh, when they played the Browns, they gave up three monster plays. Last week against the Chargers, there was mix and fumble, return for a touchdown. You always see a big play in there. I think the 49ers can capitalize, uh, and I think they win this game like 26-20. Check, you like the Bengals. I know you do. I, I mean, this is the toughest one to call. The number indicates how how uh, close these two teams are. I, I mean, as a side note, I'll say, I you know, I always think if you feel like your roster is is kind of close to deep playoff run status, at some point, don't you flip the switch to the difference maker at QB? Jimmy G keeps a ceiling over your head there, and so I don't know if it's an indictment of where Trey Lance is. They 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 went up to get him, Jimmy G. You know. If you're the Niners brain trust, you know, you don't win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I do think to your point, you talk about big plays. That's what Trey Lance could conceivably give you in a, in a game like this. They're obviously going with Jimmy G here. Give me, give me the Bengals. I, that, that stumble now is getting kind of, you know, it's getting several weeks away. I completely hear you on the the jets and then getting uh, housed by the Browns as they did. But, you know, I think, the first half against the Chargers was was bad, but I you, you could feel the the rally mounting there. I think they build on that. I mean, it's a tough one to call. Obviously, By the way, but I'll I'm, take I'll take the Bengals. No here. way, I'm arguing with you that Joe Burrow is is better or is going to be better than Jimmy G. But 14 interceptions, he leads the league. Would you have thought that he leads the league in interceptions in a in a uh, in a game where there's five rookie quarterbacks starting, it's it's Joe Burrow, 14. It's very strange to me. Yes, people who – this is a problem for him. People who uh, – he he might win a Super Bowl one day. He, he You can tell the way that roster's coming together that they're going to have their shot in this window for the next couple of years with the talent that they have amassed there. But that is not something that just goes away. Yeah. He, he throws interceptions. He – you know, the other thing with him is – well, we can deep dive on Joe Burrow at a later. Yeah, we'll Let's see how this one works out. Jamar they, Chase they win this one. one now. It was no, it was no, it was a gimme that Jamar Chase had a touchdown. I will say, and just gave it back to the defense for an interception. But, but look yeah, at those three pass catchers they have. I mean, they're, they're loaded I know, up on offense. I know. He shouldn't lead the league in interceptions. All right, Martin, which way? Which side are you taking? Yeah, Joe's one of those guys who's going to like. I wanted to give my guy a chance to go make a play. Right. And it's like well, sometimes maybe you should just not do that maybe you should <laughs> but uh i think that this is a tough one as Sheck just said as he hemmed and hawed and tried to make a decision the cincinnati Bengals need to win this game i think it's one of the like you talk about te- game teams that need to win a game well they i both think do, don't they well i don't think the 49ers are they're not i don't think the 49ers are real actual playoff competitors ah. i really don't but if the Bengals, i think the Bengals. <laughs> well have, who is then in that, in that conference <laughs> no, if they're not <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. Everybody's five and seven. I just uh, when I see the 49ers play, they just don't scream to me to be one of the seven best teams in the conference, which I mean, they might make it in there at the end of the day. But I think the Bengals are going to win this game because Debo Samuel, I don't trust injury reports anymore. I've been burned too long. Debo was day to day. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's day to day. I don't know what the hell that means, Sal. Because you know, day to day, who knows? Maybe maybe that means he plays Sunday. Maybe he doesn't. But if he doesn't play Sunday, I'm concerned about the San Francisco ability to like move the ball. And the thing about the Bengals, they're so sometimey. Like like you said, they give up big plays, but so often it's a Denzel Ward 98 yard pick six, mm-hmm. and then like a fumble return for a touchdown. Like if the Bengals can stay out of their own way, but I don't know. I, I think that. I do think, and I think that the Bengals should be able to move the right. ball on the Niners. I, so I think uh, the Bengals will win. I, by the way, I don't remember this many. I mean, maybe I'm just glorifying, but um, limited practice Thursday, day to day. Limited practice, questionable Thursday. I, I, if you look at your fantasy roster, and by the way, check, you have two guys in the buy spot. I need you to win. I need you to win, Brad, beat Brad. Uh, potentially for me to make the playoffs. So please take your bye guys out of your lineup. I'm a man of honor. You know, I'll fix my lineup, even though the cool cats sadly and probably are out of the playoff mix here. I will say two things because I like to think about I, I, it helps shape my opinions, which have no, no value uh, either before the game or after, but nevertheless, I think by Sunday night, this could be the picture we're talking about here. Like, Hey, the two best teams in the AFC North and maybe in the conversation for best team in the entire AFC, both reside in Ohio. Wow. If the I think the Bengals, if they if they take care of a of a for real, I don't know what Marty Weiss is. I I, I hear what you're saying, Marty, but that's a pretty good team. And had they survived, I mean, you know, what was it, a 70 yard punt, the uh, fake punt or whatever from yeah. the Seahawks? I, well, I, this Niners team is is solid. If the Bengals beat them in a big spot here. And then the Browns take care of business. I think we'll be talking about that. And we'll also be talking about, I think there's a chance the Ravens watch close in the first half. It could be an emasculating loss for the Ravens because they got, they got pushed around in that fourth quarter for, Oh, they didn't have any defensive backs. And that's why the Steelers rallied. They also got pushed around. They're old. Eddie Spaghetti knows I've been saying this for six months. Now they went into the, into the season with an old defensive front, and that's starting to to really rear its head as the season goes along. There, Calais Campbell, who's one of my favorite. I thought guys, we were done with that game. I, we I'm just telling about you, the Ravens. Twenty minutes. I'm ago. just telling you about what's going to be. <laughs> right. I'm telling you what Sunday night's going to be. You did pick the uh, Bills as your pup of the week, plus one forty six right now. You've had the most success with this pup of the week um, out of all three of us. Martin, who is your pup of the week? As much as it pains me to say it. The pup of the week is the New York Jets. Oh. Hmm. The New York Jets at what? A five and a half point underdog, six mm-hmm. and a half point underdog at home. Taysom Hill is going to start the game. He's going to throw the ball 30 more times, and the Saints are going to lose again. Because <laughs> the Jets the have week the they worst. Get Kamara back finally against the Jets, and you're going against them. Your team. The Jets, 30th against the run, 29th against the pass. You know what? Doesn't matter because wow. the Saints have the 45th best quarterback in the NFL <laughs> wow. starting the game. All right. I really shouldn't make any noises or faces because my pup of the week, and this is an underdog we pick every week. It's usually like plus 150 or better. Um, what are the Jets? I mean, that certainly falls into a, that category. Uh, plus, plus 194. Plus 194. I am going with the plus 350 Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Again, I, well, how am I throwing darts here? Tennessee, I just think they're – they're a little bit of a fraudulent team. Uh, they play better defense than I imagine going into the season. But without Derrick Henry, I think everything is, I don't want to say a toss-up because Jacksonville's been terrible. And we saw what they did when they went on the road to L.A. Who knows what they did here. But 
Um, when you look at the roster, offensively, they should be able to match Tennessee here, who lost to the Jets, lost to the Texans. The Jags have already seen them once. Um, they got beat pretty bad in that game, but I am taking a, a big, big swing here with Jacksonville over Tennessee. Now, let's go to our highest or lowest scoring team on Sunday. This is available on Fandle, fandle.com slash extra points. Um, Sheck, do you have uh, a pick for highest or lowest scoring team Sunday? Well, I'm surprised you didn't take them since uh, as your pup, I thought I thought you would go Washington here. So you're assuming the middle then for for uh, your Cowboys. I, I, I the I thought that was going to be your pup there. Yeah, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys for the mm. reasons I already said to be the wow. highest scoring team. I think that they're going to assault the, the, our nation's capitals favorite football team through the airway. Interesting. All right, I'm thinking I'm looking now. And at this point in the year, you have to look at weather and it's calling for rain in DC. Oh no, this is Seattle, Washington. That's a different um, Washington, right? Seattle. Now I you're think good. So. Yeah. I get confused. You're yeah. good. 0% <laughs> rain, 50 degrees. You're fine. All right. Dak should have fun then. Uh, Martin highest, no, scorers, lowest scoring team. Dak in his last four games, I think it's five touchdowns to three interceptions and two lost fumbles. Lowest, lowest scoring team this week will be none other than my Detroit lions. 10 to one odds. They won last week. Mm. It's over now. It was fun while it lasted. If they win another game, it's going to be by the grace of God and spit and glue because it's not going to happen because <laughs> of, of a fourth quarter drive by Jared Goff. That's the last time that's going to like, it's not happening. This does feel like this a, game. a Denver smackdown here, right? I mean, we're lucky to see maybe a field goal out of the Lions wow. here. Interesting. All right. So the Lions for lowest score. What do you get on that? 10 to one, you said? 10 to one. And Shaq, you get 12 to one on the Cowboys for highest scoring. And I am going to take the New York Giants. I'm sorry, Spaghetti. Lowest scoring team, 9-1. to one. Scored 32 points in the last three games. Are you looking at Jake Fromm? Is that who's starting this game? Or, or uh, Glennon's questionable, right? It seems like Glennon's tracking towards playing. But oh. what, I, what I could foresee happening is just Glennon looking incompetent. And the Giants are just like, well, screw it. Put in Fromm, see what he could do. And that'll also be terrible because he admitted he has no idea what the playbook is. So, uh, yeah, I think so. This is a <laughs> phenomenal pick by you. The Giants are going to be absolutely atrocious on Sunday. Nine to Spaghetti's going to be there. Spaghetti will be there. 12 to see for 0, baby. 12 for 0 to see them lose by 40. <laughs> I think you could probably move down to the front. <laughs> I'll try to, I'll, I'll volunteer to play for them at this point. <laughs> Uh, they could use you at wideout. Tony's probably not playing. Shepard and Galladay are questionable. I know you can run against this Chargers team, the 31st in the league, but Barkley's got ankle problems. You know, I don't know. Are we going to see like a 130-yard game out of Barkley this year? I don't think so. Nine to one odds, pretty good um, for the uh, – Here come the oh. Chargers, boys. Here they, This is it. This is the big blow-up. They're going to house the Giants. Then they're going to host the Chiefs. They're going to take them. They're going to win the West. See you in the Super Bowl. That Chiefs game is Thursday night. That's my last pick. Oh, Thursday night. Yeah, it's a Thursday night. It's in SoFi. It's my last pick uh, ever on Fox for Thursday night football. That's oh, and man. I'm gonna have to think End about of an it. Era. It's gonna be a, a smallish spread, I would think, right? Uh minus three, Kevin Hench, Eddie Spaghetti, Dave Damashek. It was a fun one this week. Um, you got people should listen to that, right, Check? I agree. They should listen to that. Good uh, couple of shows this week, as usual. Brad Spielberger joined us to figure out where all the big name quarterbacks are going to land in 2022. If you're interested in such things. There you go. Lemon pepper parlay. What did TJ, who did he have last night? 
TJ had the Vikings last night. That's right. All right, already a good start to his parlay. Jump on the rest and jump on Martin's parlay, lemon pepper parlay. That's on the money grab feed. That's fun. We got Megan Fun of Sports. We got Covered in Glory. That's our soccer podcast covering the English Premier, the big games in the Premier League. Uh, what else do we have? Waiver Wired with Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti. Um, I know we're missing something. What am I missing? This is terrible. Did you oh. say AAO? You <laughs> I didn't said say it? AAO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I spend a lot of time on that podcast. Listen to that. We go over all that game. We go over the Army Navy game. Sheck's favorite. Do you have a pick, Sheck, for Army Navy? Do we even say? We, the, you know who the big winners are? Oh, God. Americans. That's it. That's it. All of our eyeballs. It's gonna, let, may it, let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let's hope for another dandy ball game in, in the world's greatest rivalry. I don't want to. Another I, one. I, I, why do they don't have the line up here? Unless I'm looking in the wrong place. There's not. They just because right it's not patriotic because it's unpatriotic no, to I've pick one it. or the other. I've seen it. You're going to bet against the army, Sal? It's I thought you supported the troops. I'm taking army. Actually, I'm taking I'm taking the points there. I don't know. I don't love uh, what I see in the Navy, the limited. The Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, December 18th, 4.30 Pacific time, sponsored by Stiefel. Go to LABowlGame.com. Tickets start at $32. Uh, yes, go to ExtraPoints.com slash arcade. We have lots of free-to-play games, uh, including one focused on the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel is going to sign an item. I have to get him to agree to sign something. Well, it would be a fun thing for him to sign check. A pizza? I don't know. What could he, I think, what could he sign? No, I think he should sign somebody's arm, and then they get tattooed on that. Then they have Jimmy Kimmel's sig- signature on their body oh. for the rest of time. I'd be I mean, I you see. Know. All right, so they fly out here. All right, yeah. Okay, right. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll right do on that. the forehead, something like that. Shop.extrapoints.com. Uh, no kid hungry, 20% off, and you get some... Cool looking stuff. You want to look cool for the holidays? That's where you go. Shop.extrapoints.com. We got a big week coming up. Speaking of Jimmy Kimmel, he's going to be a guest. TJ Hushmanzada is going to be a guest. Are you going to be weird, Martin, when he's on? Is, is that a little strange if he's on with us? I hope not. <laughs> you know, I, th- I don't right. know. Maybe it's weird for you guys. No, I'll make it strange. Yeah. Oh, so we well. should get Hoosh on with Ike Taylor. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> oh, Let those fun. two go head to head. That'd be fun. Um, we got that. Uh, like I said, we're doing that extra points power hour. We might name it something different. 3.30, 4.30 Eastern on Sunday. Hit us up on Twitch. Hit us at on our YouTube channel or on Twitter. You'll find us going at it. Uh, yes, $1,000 each. Fake bets or real bets. I'm going to be betting real on that hour, essentially the fourth quarter of the early games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check us out there. And a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites.